like a son to me. That's what James Tillman had to say about his client who killed himself after spending two days in jail. James described him as troubled and brave, simply in need of some structure in his life. Jabril Neo Mugavo, an 18-year-old homeless kid, was arrested for a minor crime and given a $200 bail amount, which he had no way to afford. The stress of his home life in combination with the major emotional trauma from sitting in his lonely jail cell ultimately took his life. Bail has devastating consequences for those who cannot afford it. The emotional and financial burden is so hard to bear for some that they can't even imagine life after the days to months that they have to spend in a cell simply because they do not have financial security. The cash bail system unfairly targets those who live paycheck to paycheck and can't afford an unexpected payment like bail and court fees. Freedom shouldn't be dependent on wealth. Fun fact, bail has been largely unchanged since the 70s, and there is no standardization that exists in America. Judges are allowed to set bail based on precedent or based on something as trivial as the day of the week you're put in front of the judge, or whether or not you're the daughter of some judge or the cousin of some cop. Along with the extreme variation between bail amounts, the burden of the funds for the system falls on the system's users, aka those jailed and those enduring criminal proceedings. The system relies on the money garnered from those who use it to run. Therefore, fees have been ever-increasing and seemingly pulled out of the thin air. An itemized bill of everything a person who uses the system would be filled with arbitrary and indefinable fees. The vague nature of the courts is what opens it up to abuse, and ultimately, the poor and incarcerated suffer the most. The proponents of the bail system, however, uphold the belief that monetary bail provides motive for those awaiting trial to show up for their agreed-upon court dates and helps ensure community safety by keeping potentially dangerous criminals in jail. However, money doesn't positively impact that whatsoever. Instead, it creates a system wherein those who have endured legal punishment or were found innocent have a lifetime of consequences. Let me say that again. People who are found innocent still have a lifetime of consequences ahead of them. Lost wages, inability to find work, feelings of isolation and powerlessness, the list goes on and on and on. The punishment doesn't stop with incarceration for those who don't have a constant cash flow to fall back on. With this introduction complete, we now move on to the next stage the negative consequences of bail far outweigh the benefits. Not to mention there are alternatives that could allow for similar or even better methods that would provide for safety and court appearances. Those in favor of the cash bail system believe it allows the justice system to more easily retain criminals with a likelihood of fleeing or with a likelihood of committing crimes had they been on the street. Included with this, it also allows for the government to obtain some funding to support the system. But the cash bail system, in reality, only restricts those who do not have the means with which to free themselves. It leads to harsh consequences from those not in a position 
to pay off all of their fees and charges that they obtain naturally by being involved with the justice system. It also it is also designed in such a way that the fees are more than a person can obtain, and so the funding from the system is stifled. In other words, it stops some who would flee or commit crimes while on the street, but also disproportionately affects those who are charged with minor violations such as parole, small drug charges, or otherwise. A more effective way in which to have the pretrial release system is to review past violations and determine if the person in question would have any reason to flee. Included in this would be a requirement for both the defense attorney and the prosecutor to make their claims in court as to why the defendant should or should not stay and await pretrial from the prison. This would, of course, involve revisions of a multitude of laws, regulations, and procedures at the local, state, and federal level that allows for completely unnecessary amounts of bail to be set. The cash bail system inordinately affects the poor in Washington. The Seattle Times states, This system unfairly penalizes low-income defendants. Not only do many end up staying in jail because they can't afford to pay their bail, like a richer defendants accused of the same nonviolent crimes, but they may also lose their jobs while they're sitting in jail awaiting trial. This supports the negative connection between poverty and the bail system. It suggests a constant cycle of poverty as they lose their job awaiting trial. Thus, when they're released, they are left without a job. The cycle of poverty continues. The cash bail system imposes harsh consequences when the defendant is unable to pay the various fees. The evidence for this comes from a site that contains information from lawyers and their legal info, which states, Courts charge defendants who fail to meet the payment plan. They must pay interest, be sent to debt collection programs, suspend driver's license and registration, seize personal property, and place a lien on real property. The harsh consequences of actions like this imposed on defendants create a snowball effect for them. This results in falling deeper into debt and poverty, and they are not provided with assistance, thus they have no help with these payments, and are so dealt into the spiral of the justice system. Judges will often make the bail decisions that are physically impossible for the defendant to meet. The Duke Law Journal states, Millions of individuals each year are detained pretrial based on rigid, secured bail schedules. In response to budget shortfalls, municipalities and states have turned to such fees as a revenue source. Judges may make it physically impossible to pay bail as the defendant is then subject to fees. Like the quote says, 
municipalities are using these fees as a revenue source, which creates a conflict of interest. This will cause municipalities to rely on this, thus they will never want any reform. Those with minor violations regarding such aspects of the justice system as parole can be greatly affected by the system. Evidence for this comes from Quartz.com, which states, perhaps even more troubling, money bail makes defendants 6 to 9% more likely to commit new crimes after arrest. The problem with this evidence is that these minor violations may turn into greater crimes after a defendant posts bail. Upon release, the defendant needs to get money and fast, so they rely on the illegal ways to acquire cash. If they are caught, that minor violation could turn into a felony, thus the system affects every aspect of their criminals lives. A defendant should be able to defend himself in court against his prosecutor over whether or not he should be held pretrial. The judge or judicial officer decides whether to release a defendant on personal recognizance or unsecured appearance bond, release a defendant on a condition or combination of conditions temporarily detain a defendant or detain a defendant according to procedures outlined in these standards. The justice system makes presumptions about defendants without giving the defendant an opportunity to address each concern. This causes the judge and judicial officer to make assumptions about the defendant without re receiving the defendant's side of their story. Having the prospect of monetary gain for the court in return for charging cash bail provides a conflict of interest between making the most fair assessment and the one that would benefit the court the most. Evidence for this comes from the Breen Center, which states, cash bail is used as a guarantee that a defendant will return for a trial or hearings. The money is returned after they make all necessary court appearances, otherwise the bail is forfeited to the government. This evidence suggests that once the bail is forfeited to the government, they are allowed to do whatever they want with it. This may cause judges to give higher bail to defendants in order to collect the money that they have gotten from them when they do not return to court. Even with all this in mind, there are reasons for why the cash bail system is a good influence on our government and our citizens and the criminal system at large. The first card argument is that those in favor of cash bail believe it helps to contain criminals who would be likely to flee or commit more crimes. The cash bail system does, in some way, stop criminals who would otherwise flee or commit crimes while not under lock and key. However, the vast majority of those who are released on bail do not commit any crimes while released. It is a small minority who do so, and the small minority should not ruin everything for the rest of the people who are involved in the criminal justice system, especially those who have committed minor and far less severe crimes than would ever warrant a pre-trial holding. Another argument that could be made is that the cash bail system gives much needed funding for the court and prison system. The cash bail system does provide a great deal of money for the court and prison system when the defendant pays. 
However, this is not a guaranteed thing, and far more money would be saved by changing the standards on bail and removing cash bail. It would lead to a great deal more people not relying upon the prison slash jail system to retain them while awaiting trial, and would open the doors for many people to get out of the pretrial holding system and to be released while waiting for their trial. The final argument that will be addressed here is that only those who truly deserve it are given exorbitant bail or are held pre-trial. Minor violations are given small and affordable bail, if any at all. While there is a vast majority of the time a massive difference between the bails of those with, say, manslaughter charges versus a larceny charge, but because of how the cash bail system works, many people cannot afford what is considered a reasonable bail anyhow, many because of their financial situation, others because of the sheer excess that is imposed on them by the court so that they cannot be able to pay or so that they are held pre-trial and forced into the waiting process. Now, with all of this in mind, we will be concluding our final episode in the series with a summation of all of the points and all of the reasoning behind why we are pushing for these changes. They are much needed, and it is about time that we use our vast access to information to enact great change upon our system and allow for the betterment of all United States citizens. life was full of hope for others, all the while striving to be better himself. Jabril suffered greatly in his life, the least of which was not his suffering at the hands of our justice system. These people deserve better than this and should be given chances of redemption. If the bail system continues to rely on money, the poor will continue to be the ones who bear the burden of the cost. Ultimately, individuals are at risk of losing work, relationships, and in a lot of cases, their dignity, unless they're wealthy. Finding alternatives to the current status quo could help in the re rehabilitation process of convicts and allow for a smoother assimilation into society after incarceration. And it's not just those who have been incarcerated that feel those effects. Those who have been found innocent but were still held in jail while waiting for their court appearance because of their inability to pay bail, well, they endure the side effects as well. The cash bail system needs to change, and while it is happening to some degree in some locations around the United States, it is either not happening fast enough or well enough or to the degree that it should. This needs to change for the betterment of the United States and its citizens.